first reading, we're in the book of Exodus. And what we hear, we're given, are two things that we need to do when confronted with, with challenges and trials that come up in life. So those of us that are here who don't have any problems ever, never have any challenges that come up in your life, this is one of those homilies where you can just tune out from the beginning, right? Rather than have the have it tailing the tuning off, you can just from the beginning. For the rest of us that have problems that come up in life and challenges and trials, let's look at our first reading. A little context here. Not only are we thrown in the middle of the book of Exodus, we're thrown in the middle of the 17th chapter. So for a little bit of context here, the Israelites have, have just crossed the Red Sea. And the Egyptian army, which had been help holding them in, enslaved for hundreds of years, has just been drowned. And so what lies between the Israelites and the promised land is just is nothing. They're home free. And then our reading picks up in verse 8. The first verse that we read, it simply says, In those days, Amalek came and waged war against Israel. Now, the Israelites are not an army. They're, they're, again, they're slaves. They don't have the weapons. They don't have things that, like, to, to take on the Amalek army. And also, we know that, that the Amalek attacked them from behind. So it kind of just came all of a sudden. You got the women and the children that are in the back. They're just not ready for it. It blindsides them. And then all of a, so all of a sudden, you got this army that's in front of them. This situation, this trial, this challenge has the ability to wipe out the Israelites. And is it not true that sometimes there's, there's challenges that come, trials that come, unexpected, blindside us, that can just wipe us out? I'm just even thinking of the last two weeks. There's been four things in the last two weeks that people, parishioners, have come to me, things that they've come to with where it would have the ability to wipe someone out like to, and it has things whether it's brain surgery coming up a, a sudden death where it has taken people out so what do they do or what do what does God tell them to do through Moses it's the next verse verse 9 Moses says to Joshua go out and engage Amalek in battle the first thing they need to do is to face the challenge, to engage it. It's not to run away from the problem, but to run right into it, to face it and to engage it. And I think, you know, at least for me, the, the knee-jerk knee reaction, whether it's big challenges and trials that come up in life or, there, or even small ones, I think somehow we believe that maybe if I just don't deal with it right now, that it will go away. Small things, emails, right? The email that's in the inbox that, that's there that you don't want to deal with, that's, it's like if I just, I'll, 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 I'll deal with that some other time or like it will just go away. No. Six years now is doing marriage prep with couples in, in, in pre-Cana. When, when, when issues arise or when a spouse sees something in their fiance, and a problem comes up, uh, like it will, it will go away. She'll change. He'll change. So I don't bring it up. 
I won't bring it up in the appointment. I don't bring it up to him or to her. I don't engage it, hoping that it will go away. Most problems not confronted, they generally grow worse over time when we don't engage them. Like we know, like we know it will off, it's like that momentary relief, you know, the momentary relief at first that we'll have the, you know, like I'll, I'll, you know, to stream YouTube for a little bit, the email there or whatever it is, the problem, what, the, the trial, the challenge, it's like, I'm gonna draw it out a little bit and it, pro it provides that relief, but we know it gets worse. And even in seminary, in seminary formation, you know, it's all about shining light on things of what are, what are the, what are the sins? What are character defects in a young man? To address it, to engage it, because if it's swept under the rug, it will come out and rear its ugly head. If it's not engaged, it will come out. And so the question for you and I this morning is what, what's your Amalek army? What's, what's the problem? What's the challenge that's popped up? Or maybe it continues to pop up in my life, the challenge or, or, or trial, where I don't address it, I don't engage it, and, be, and I'm losing because of it. And even those around me that I love are losing because I'm not engaging it. And it's getting worse. Moses says to Joshua, get yourself together and engage. The second thing, Moses tells Moses to Joshua, he, he tells Joshua, go out and engage Amalek in battle. That's verse nine, verse 10, the next verse. He says, Moses says, I will be standing on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So while, Mo, or while Joshua goes down and engages in battle, Moses goes up. And Moses doesn't go up to get a better view of the battlefield so he can call out shots and strategize. Moses goes up to pray. And I think, you know, like first for me, it's like Moses, they could probably use you down there. Like grab something, help out, but he goes and prays. The fact is prayer changes things. To draw this home, it even has this, you know, this, this silly image of when Moses' hands are outstretched in prayer, the Israelites have an upper hand in the battle. When his hands are down and he's not praying, Israelites begun, be, the Israelites begun to get overtaken in the battle. James chapter five says, if anyone among you is suffering, let him pray. Is any among you sick, let him pray. And the prayer of the faith will save the sick man. Jesus says over and over again, it's the faith that's backed by the prayer. It can move mountains. He says the Lord will raise him up. Pray for one another. The prayer of the righteous man or woman has great power in its effects. Trials come, challenges come in life. Engage it, engage it to be sure, but don't do it without praying. And notice even to, 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 to emphasize the importance of the prayer, Moses says to Joshua, tomorrow go out and engage in battle and I will already be praying. So go tomorrow, 
Because I'm going to go up the hill today. I'm going to start praying now. I'm going to cover this in prayer. Because prayer changes things. When we pray, things get better. Not necessarily the thing that we, like the thing that we're praying. Like it may not turn out the way we, we want it to. But God tells us to be persistent in prayer. We change. We are drawn to a deeper communion with him. And so the parable, even in our gospel, he gives this parable of the persistent widow. And he prefaces it with saying, okay, challenges are going to come, trials come, storms come in life. He prefaces it by saying, or Jesus told the disciples a parable about the necessity for them to always pray and not lose hearts. Because it's easy to lose heart. It's easy to lose heart in life. It's easy to lose heart when trials come, let alone just in life in general, but when, then when trials come and challenges come. And it's also to lose heart in prayer. Moses grows tired in prayer. They have, to, they have to pull up a rock and have him sit on it because he begins to grow weak. You have two, two guys come and just hold Moses' arms up so he can keep praying. Church, the church says that prayer is a battle. What's the point of praying? We, we, you know, we say things aren't changing. The trial, the challenge that's coming up in life, it's actually getting worse. So why do you keep praying anyways? Be persistent in prayer, Jesus says. So again, what's your Amalek army? What's mine? What's the problem? What's the trial? Whatever it is, big or small, engage it. And be persistent with prayer. It's the last word here. Just the church fathers, as they, they commented on this Exodus chapter 17 passage, they pointed out that Moses' outstretched arms on top of a hill, it pointed to another set of outstretched arms on top of a hill. And his outstretched arms on top of the hill, his arms didn't grow tired like Moses' did. And his outstretched arms brought about your salvation and mine. It wiped, it took away our sins. And so whatever the trial, whatever the challenge, even whatever it is right now, to see it as an opportunity to surrender to his outstretched arms who died so that you and I don't have to. For us to surrender our life to him to rededicate our life to him this morning, who is on top of a hill with his outstretched arms, and to whatever battle or trial or challenge that we're facing, engage it and persevere in prayer.